Chapter forty six of the Scalp Hunters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Scalp Hunters by Thomas Main Reed. Chapter forty six A Conflict with Closed Doors. The occurrence did not improve the temper of either party, particularly that of the hunters. The Indians were triumphant but not a whit the less inclined to obstinacy and exaction they now returned to their former offer for those of our captives that were woman-grown they would exchange one for one and for their chief tacoma they offered to give two for the rest they insisted on receiving two for one by this arrangement we could ransom only about twelve of the mexican women but finding them determined seguin at length assented to these terms provided they would allow us the privilege of choosing the twelve to be exchanged to our surprise and indignation this was refused we no longer doubted what was to be the winding up of the negotiation the air was filled with the electricity of anger hate kindled hate and vengeance was burning in every eye the indians scowled on us glancing malignantly out of their oblique eyes there was triumph too in their looks for they believed themselves far stronger than we on the other side sat the hunters quivering under a double indignation i say double i can hardly explain what i mean they had never before been so braved by indians they had in all their lives been accustomed partly out of bravado and partly from actual experience to consider the red men their inferiors in subtlety and courage and to be thus bearded by them filled the hunters as i have said with a double indignation it was like the bitter anger which the superior feels toward his resisting inferior the lord to his rebellious serf the master to his lashed slave who has turned and struck him it was thus the hunters felt i glanced along their line i never saw faces with such expression as i saw there and then their lips were white and drawn tightly over their teeth their cheeks were set and colourless and their eyes protruding forward seemed glued in their sockets there was no motion to be detected in the features of any saving the twitching of angry muscles their right hands were buried in the bosoms of their half-open shirts each i knew grasping a weapon and they appeared not to sit but to crouch forward like panthers quivering upon the spring there was a long interval of silence on both sides it was broken by a cry from without the scream of the war-eagle we should not have noticed this knowing that these birds were common in the mimbres and one might have flown over the ravine but we thought or fancied that it had made an impression upon our adversaries they were men not apt to show any sudden emotion but it appeared to us that all at once their glances grew bolder and more triumphant could it have been a signal we listened for a minute the scream was repeated and although it was exactly after the manner of a bird well known to us the white-headed eagle we sat with unsatisfied and tearful apprehensions the young chief he in the hussar dress was upon his feet he had been the most turbulent and exacting of our opponents he was a man of most villainous and licentious character so rube had told us but nevertheless holding great power among the braves it was he who had spoken in refusal of seguin's offer and was now about to assign his reasons we knew them without that why said he looking at seguin as he spoke 
why is it that the white chief is so desirous of choosing among our captives is it that he wishes to get back the yellow-haired maiden he paused a moment as if for a reply but seguin made none if the white chief believes our queen to be his daughter would not he wish that her sister should be her companion and return with her to our land again he paused but as before seguin remained silent the speaker proceeded why not let the yellow-haired maiden return with us and become my wife who am i that ask this a chief of the navajos the descendants of the great montezuma the son of their king the savage looked around him with a vaunting air as he uttered these words who is she he continued that i am thus begging for a bride the daughter of one who is not even respected among his own people the daughter of a culatta i looked at seguin i saw his form dilating i saw the big veins swelling along his throat i saw gathering in his eyes that wild expression i had once before noticed i knew that the crisis was near again the eagle screamed but proceeded the savage seeming to draw new boldness from the signal i shall beg no more i love the white maiden she must be mine and this very night shall she sleep he never finished the sentence seguin's bullet had sped piercing the centre of his forehead i caught a glimpse of the red round hole with its circle of blue powder as the victim fell forward on his face altogether we sprang to our feet as one man rose hunters and indians as if from one throat pealed the double shout of defiance and as if by one hand knives pistols and tomahawks were drawn together the next moment we closed and battled oh it was a fearful strife as the pistols cracked the long knives glittered and the tomahawks swept the air a fearful fearful strife you would suppose that the first shock would have prostrated both ranks it was not so the early blows of a struggle like this are wild and well parried and human life is hard to take what were the lives of men like these a few fell some recoiled from the collision wounded and bleeding but still to battle again some fought hand to hand while several pairs had clutched and were striving to fling each other in the desperate wrestle of death some rushed for the door intending to fight outside a few got out but the crowd pressed against it the door closed dead bodies fell behind it we fought in darkness we had light enough for our purpose the pistols flashed at quick intervals displaying the horrid picture the light gleamed upon fiend-like faces upon red and waving weapons upon prostrate forms of men upon others struggling in every attitude of deadly conflict the yells of the indians and the not less savage shouts of their white foemen had continued from the first but the voices grew hoarser and the shouts were changed to groans and oaths and short earnest exclamations at intervals were heard the quick percussions of blows and the dull sodden sound of falling bodies the room became filled with smoke and dust and choking sulphur and the combatants were half stifled as they fought at the first break of the battle i had drawn my revolver and fired it in the face of the closing foemen i had fired shot after shot some at random others directed upon a victim i had not counted the reports until the cock checking on the still nipple told me i had gone the round of the six chambers this had occupied but as many seconds of time mechanically i stuck the empty weapon behind my belt and guided by an impulse made for the door 
before i could reach it it was closed and i saw that to get out was impossible i turned to search for an antagonist i was not long in finding one by the flash of a pistol i saw one of the indians rushing upon me with upraised hatchet up to this time something had hindered me from drawing my knife i was now too late and holding out my arms to catch the blow i ducked my head towards the savage i felt the keen blade cutting the flesh as it glanced along my shoulder i was but slightly wounded he had missed his aim from my stooping so suddenly but the impetus brought our bodies together and the next moment we grappled we stumbled over a heap of rock and for some moments struggled together upon the ground neither able to use his weapon again we rose still locked in the angry embrace again we were falling with terrible force something caught us in our descent it shook it gave way with a crashing sound and we fell headlong into the broad and brilliant light i was dazzled and blinded i heard behind me a strange rumbling like a noise made by falling timbers but i heeded not that i was too busy to speculate upon causes the sudden shock had separated us and both rose at the same instant again to grapple and again to come together to the earth we twisted and wiggled over the ground among weeds and thorny cacti i was every moment growing weaker while the sinewy savage used to such combats seemed to be gaining fresh nerve and breath thrice he had thrown me under but each time i had clutched his right arm and prevented the descending blow i had succeeded in drawing my knife as we fell through the wall but my arm was also held fast and i was unable to use it as we came to the ground for the fourth time my antagonist fell under me a cry of agony passed from his lips his head coggled over among the weeds and he lay in my arms without struggling i felt his grasp gradually relaxing i looked in his face his eyes were glassy and upturned blood was gurgling through his teeth i saw that he was dead to my astonishment i saw this for i knew i had not struck him as yet i was drawing my arm from under him to do so when i noticed that he ceased to resist but the knife now caught my eye it was red blade and haft and so was the hand that clasped it as we fell i had accidentally held it point upward my antagonist had fallen upon the blade i now thought of my betrothed and untwining myself from the lithe and nerveless limbs of the savage i rose to my feet the ranch was in flames the roof had fallen in upon the brazero and the dry shingles had caught the blaze men were crawling out from the burning ruin but not to run away no under its lurking flames amidst the hot smoke they still battled fierce and foaming and frenzied i did not stay to recognize whom they were these tireless combatants i ran forward looking on all sides for the objects of my solicitude the wave of female dresses caught my eye far up the cliff on the road leading to the navajo captives it was they the three were climbing the steep path each urged onward by a savage my first impulse was to rush after but at that moment fifty horsemen made their appearance upon the hill and came galloping downward i saw the madness of attempting to follow them and turned to retreat towards the other side where we had left our captives and horses as i ran across the bottom shots rang in my ear proceeding from our side of the barranca looking up i descried the mounted hunters coming down at a gallop pursued by a cloud of savage horsemen it was the band of dacoma uncertain what to do i stood for a moment where i was and watched the pursuit the hunters on reaching the ranches did not halt but galloped on down the valley firing as they went 
a body of indians swept on after them while another body pulled up clustered around the blazing ruin and commenced searching among the walls i was yet screened in the thicket of cacti but i saw that my hiding-place would soon be pierced by the eyes of the subtle savages and dropping upon my hands and knees i crept into the cliff on reaching it i found myself close to the mouth of a cave a small shaft of the mine and into this i at once betook myself End of chapter forty six